Hey, Marty. Hey, Marty. <laughs> what are we going to do? Great Scott. No. <laughs> <laughs> Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Vetrano. 712 on Wisconsin's Morning News, the Milwaukee Business Journal, out this week with its Women of Influence honorees. It's an annual award that highlights remarkable businesswomen in greater Milwaukee. Char Borg is a principal founding agent at Compass Realty, but real estate wasn't always her dream career. My dream was always to be a journalist and landed my first job in TV at WISN. Borg made the decision to leave TV news at first to become a stay-at-home mom to her children. There just came a point when I thought everybody is at home watching me at 5, 6, and 10. Is this really what I want, or do I want to be at home watching somebody else at 5, 6, and 10? It wasn't her plan to get into the real estate business, but as the Borg family began investing in properties themselves, she found something lacking in the process. Quite frankly, we just never had a good realtor. It was just really hard to find someone who really understood what our specific needs were. Initially, her work was part-time, but now Borg has a realtor team of her own and works full-time selling houses in southeast Wisconsin. We've been through it all. We've been through the Great Recession, we've been through the pandemic, we've been through post-pandemic. Now we're on that interest rate ride. She says it's about the mission, not the commission, and that her only goal is to find the home that's right for her clients. If you are anywhere between 10000 and $6 million, and that's what you have to work with, we will help you get there. And beyond the front yards of the homes she shows, Borg is always working on an even bigger sales pitch. My plan has been and will continue to be to help build this city by helping people to feel connected here. Wyatt Barmore Pooley, WTMJ News. Sports is up next. It's sponsored by Holiday Automotive at Highway 23 in Fond du Lac. Holiday Automotive, it's worth the trip. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. The new look Packers finished up their first draft without their four-time MVP in Aaron Rodgers over the weekend, adding seven offensive players, five defensive players, and even one special teamer. we got a lot of new pieces to work with, which is always exciting. 13 new draft picks. Uh, we're adding a bunch of undrafted free agents, so uh, it's it's always exciting to see new faces and, and have new pieces to work with. It was a draft that GM Brian Gutekunst drafted seven offensive weapons in total for Jordan Love, including five new pass catchers. For head coach, though, Matt LaFleur, he's excited to see what he's got, at least on paper, but he knows that expectations should probably be tempered just a bit. I think on paper, they, they all look great. But it's it's more than anything else. It's how do they gel with Jordan? How do they gel within the framework of our offense? And how much can they learn? And how fast can they learn it? Green Bay's first week of organized team activities begins three weeks from today, which starts on May 22nd. Over to the Diamond with the Brewers after winning the first two games of the three-game set. Dropped game three to the Los Angeles Angels. This one by a final score of 3-0. to zero. Colin Ray, who got the start for the Brew Crew, he covered five innings of work and only allowed two earned runs. I think he's done a good job. Um, you know, we'll see kind of what happens moving forward. But, um, you know, his job was to come in and give us a chance to win. And I th- he's, he's done that um, really in, in all of his starts, really. Manager Craig Council there as the Brewers lose the game, but they do take the series against Los Angeles two games 
to one. The crew will have an off day today, and they begin a three-game set Tuesday when they travel out to face off with the Colorado Rockies. Pick the wrong game of the series to block out some time to watch. So yesterday. boring. <laughs> so boring. You know, the rain's falling. It's kind of tapping against Nothing the really window. Nothing really to do. You don't want to go outside. <sighs> right. Yeah, it was, it was brutal. 7-17 on Wisconsin's Morning News. The Musical arrives on Broadway in New York City this summer. Yes, The Musical. I don't know how I ended up here. It's so hard to believe. So Eric and I saw this pop up on, what was it, Good Morning, Good Morning America? Had, like, yeah, the cast they on. unveiled like the start of when it was going to open in New York. I thought so they had a big to do. I thought it was a joke. <laughs> I'm like, what do you mean, Back to the Future, the musical? Not only was it not a joke, but it's actually already a thing. It's already premiered in London, and it actually looks pretty good. I yeah. did some research on okay. it after that time that we saw it because it's going to be coming to Broadway this summer. And so there are a number of clips online and things like that. And then, you know who's seen it already? Our own Sandy Max from Wisconsin's Afternoon News. I saw it. I couldn't resist. When you see Back to the Future, the musical, yeah. and you're the big 80s fan like I am, I'm like, okay, do we just go and make fun of it? Like, how good yeah, can it be? got to be terrible, right? Yeah, because my boyfriend, when the movie came out in 1985, he was in high school. He and his friends went over and over and over Believe in the it. cinema because he's also one of the biggest Huey Lewis fans in the whole wide world. So this is a tough customer. So we literally went with our arms folded going, okay impress us all right next question then what is this film or what is the what is the musical about because when you have a an adaptation for stage of you know some story that we all know and love sometimes it changes right it's not an exact match right no this is the movie this is like back to the future the movie on stage the musical the musical yes okay i'm glad to hear that it is so well cast the guy who plays Doc Brown, I am delighted to tell you, will be here in America on Broadway this summer. The same guy I saw in nice. London. Okay, and he's good? Yeah, because that could be a total cartoon. Yeah. That could be over the top. And he's funny, and he's smart, and it's just a really compelling character. Because Christopher Lloyd did a great job. That's an epic character in film. And this guy nails it. So we're telling the the same story that we've that we've all known and loved. What about the music? That's the next question is there are rights fees associated with some of the big songs. So you got Huey Lewis, Power of Love, Back in Time. Yep, yep, all those essential songs. Yes. You gotta wait. <laughs> you, you do, they don't start with Power of Love okay. or Back in Time. Uh they have a lot of different songs throughout the musical that are great. Because, you know, having children in theater and and acting yourself, sure, you can't have a song in a musical that doesn't advance the story. Right, line. yeah. You don't just stop and go, I feel like singing a song. Somehow it advances the story. The songs are great. They're catchy. You know, the mayor of the town, he yeah. gets his whole mayor song. Mayor Wilson. Yes. He gets an entire song that <laughs> is super him. fun. So all the characters get to develop through these songs. But hold the phone. The staging, it's almost like 
Tron when you go into the movie theater. So in yeah, London, you showed me pictures of the set and stuff. It's amazing. It's like walking into the town square. They've got the clock tower. They've got the movie. <laughs> so you Brilliant. walk the movie theater. You know, yeah. so you walk into the lobby. They've got the plutonium bar where you can order themed drinks. Cool. They have movie posters. So they're not trying to stray from the film. They celebrate the film. There's sketches of what the DeLorean looks like. Does it move on stage? Does it? Yes. Oh, sweet. That's what's fascinating. So they have a DeLorean on stage, and the way they move the set, it really looks like it is driving across and almost driving into the audience and spins out, you know, because that's a, that's a heavy vehicle. Now, you know how these things work, so mm. how soon until we would see that perhaps in Chicago or perhaps even touring where it might end up at Marcus Performing Arts Center or something? Wouldn't that be great? Yeah. Well, Six was just here yes. earlier this month, and I feel like Six is one of the newer Broadway okay. shows. So fingers crossed, maybe a year or two. But on it, your recommendation, we'll take another field trip. I so would first love it was that, yeah. Cocaine Bear, Sandy Max, <laughs> and now it's this. Back to the Future, the musical. Thanks. I'm in. So again, it comes to Broadway this summer, begins showing in late June. It has an official opening night on August 3rd at the Winter Garden Theater in New York City. So the power of love is in it, but we hear, what, at the very end, you think? Sounds like it. I think that's what she was trying to say. Yeah. Is like, it's yeah. it's a song, but it doesn't run throughout. You know, there are other, you know, you forget because you got the Huey Lewis stuff in there. It's a pretty decent score. Like, really good music. You're right. In through, so You're right. my guess is that's what sort of carries you in and out and transitions you in and out of scenes and, and runs the musical. Plus, then, additional musical numbers. Mm-hmm. There's Hey Marty. Hey, Marty. Hey, Marty. <laughs> what are we going to do? Great Scott. No. <laughs> They're coming for us. Oh, boy. Flux what about ca- the lightning? Flux capacitor. <laughs> <laughs> Which is what makes time travel possible. Oh, boy. See, we're giving the whole show away. See, right. Yes. That's Look for that number. That's definitely in there. So, again, if you're in New York City this summer and that's the show you choose to uh, is going to have a late June starting date, official opening on August 3rd, Garden Theater, uh, Winter Garden Theater in New York City. Well, I guess you guys aren't ready for that yet. <laughs> but your kids are going to love it. We're going to start knocking stuff down today at the site of the new Milwaukee Public Museum. This would be good for you to stop by. A lot of people like to watch construction equipment. Yeah? Yeah. Knocking down a couple of walls. Here's what they're promising. This is in a news release from folks at the Milwaukee Public Museum. And you know, the museum is building out a new space. It's going to be at 6th and McKinley thereabouts, so just north of Pfizer Forum. And they got to clear that space as they begin to start building the new museum, set to open in 2026. Here's what they're promising. You ready? Okay. Visuals and interview opportunities include excavator demolishing building walls. Pretty solid. (laughs) Visuals of heavy machinery on site and visuals of construction workers in PPE. What's that? Personal protection equipment. Mm -hmm. So does that mean one of those like cannonballs swinging from a wire? Oh, yeah, right. You put the crane up. I think it's less dramatic than that. (laughs) But still... Big heavy equipment, heavy machinery in action today. Here we go. If you want to see it at the corner of 6th and McKinley, what that's about is making way for the new Milwaukee Public Museum. Sophia Minnert, our guest on Brewers 360, coming up next.
time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. After winning the first two games of the three-game series, the Brewers dropped the last game to the Los Angeles Angels by a final score of 3-0. to zero. Colin Ray, who got the start, allowed only two earned runs over five innings of total work. Next up for the 18-10 and 10 Brewers is a three-game set that begins Tuesday as they get set to travel out to Colorado. Brewers 360 is sponsored by Holiday Automotive, and our guest is Brewers broadcaster Sophia Minnert. Morning, Sophia. Hi, guys. How are you? So I, of the three-game series, I blocked out time Sunday to make sure I got to take in the whole game. That turned out not to be <laughs> great on my part. But I wanted to bring up something, and I don't know if, if you noticed where you were at in-game, but Rowdy Telez on second base, and he's taken himself a pretty generous lead because the Brewers are trying to do something to generate a run here. And there were a couple of either one pickoff attempt and then another look back, and there was sort of this song and dance between Rowdy and the pitcher for the Angels, where Rowdy at one point looks at him, kind of throws up his hands like, what are you doing? And then you could clearly see him say, I'm fat. <laughs> and he was making the point like, I'm not going anywhere, guy. Leave me be. Yeah, yeah, that, that's pretty classic Rowdy. Um, <laughs> he he does like to joke about how fast he is. Um, he did have one, I think he has two career stolen bases now. Um, he had one last year, and... Yeah, he likes to remind everybody of that. Um, but yeah, that's that's pretty classic Rowdy. Of uh, you know, he he likes to have fun like that. He likes to joke around. He'll poke fun at himself. Um, but yeah, that's that's pretty classic Rowdy. It just seems like you know that's what that's the stuff I love when you see these guys interact with other teams. I mean, look, they come across each other. In this case, the Angels. It's been a while, but they come across each other from time to time. I want to see them out there. I, I want my team to win. But I want to see. That's the stuff I want to see. These guys interacting with these other players. Yeah, I mean, look, it's, it's that obviously they're trying to win. You know, everyone's trying to win. Uh, these guys are very competitive, but it is also supposed to be fun. You know, and when you have as many games as as these guys do over the course of a season, um, you have to have fun. You know, it, you have to make it fun. Uh, you have to find moments like that uh, where you can have fun, uh, where you can joke around. So. I think this team definitely has the personality to like lean into that, and they don't really miss too many moments to have fun, um, <laughs> as we've seen with just kind of all the home run celebrations and just some of the personality that they have. So, yeah, this is this is definitely a team that will find those moments. I remember being in grade school and how hard it was to like kick a, a bouncy ball or to hit a tennis ball that would hit the ceiling of the gym in grade yeah. school, like how yeah. hard that was to do. Or here, hit the light up there, and then here we have Shohei Otani <laughs> almost hitting the top of the uh, Ampham oh. Field roof. Yeah, that was one of the most unique home runs um, you will ever see. And uh, I mean, it hung up so long; it, it felt like like an NFL punt. You know, I think the the hang time on it, um, and but I mean it. Look, he's one of the one of the best hitters in the game, no doubt. I think we all know the power he has, right? MVP and the Brewers had just missed seeing him as a pitcher by one game. He had pitched Thursday uh, before the series started. So, yeah, uh, when we looked back at it, uh, we had a stat cast note on it that it was 
the highest launch angle of a home run since they started tracking Statcast and back I think back in 2015. <laughs> so uh, definitely, definitely not a home run that you see every day. Brewers broadcaster Sophia Minnert with us. So we're back out on the road. What we got Arizona coming up next? Is that right? No, we go. No. Uh, we go. Oh, to Colorado for three and San Francisco for three. Yep. So back to the back to the National League West, which will be kind of good to see National League teams again after this stretch of seeing four straight American League teams, which is obviously unusual, but a part of the new schedule. All right. Well, pack up your stuff. Have a good roadie. We'll talk again next week. Thanks, Sophia. All right, guys. Thanks for the time. That's Sophia Minard, our guest on Brewers 360, and Mark Tauscher up next on Wisconsin's Morning News. Idea Man. Can you help me, Vinny the Lawn King? Innovator. I'll bag if it's going to be a showmo. Showmo. And Packers Hall of Famer. I'm going to be honest, I got no FOMO for your showmo. It's time for Tausch on Wisconsin's Morning News. Presented by Fellow Windows and Doors of Wisconsin and Kohler Services. Mark Tauscher on Wisconsin's Morning News is sponsored by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin and by Kohler Services. Tausch, from time to time, I'll hear from friends out of state. They want to know about this. They want to know about that. But I think they fancy me more plugged into things that happen with the, with our local sports teams than I am. But I get, you know, hey, how, how do you think we did in the draft? Man, I don't know. Like, the draft always <laughs> looks awesome to me. Every year, no matter who we pick, I'm like, these guys are going to be great. Yeah, that's the. I think that's why everybody gets excited about uh, the draft because it gives you. It's kind of. I know it's not spring yet because it's going to snow today, but it kind of has that spring hopes eternal type deal. And especially when you're a team that's kind of in a transitional phase with the quarterback position, you get excited. And I, I always look at it from the perspective of there's a lot of people that spend a ton of time looking at film and looking at all of the tape and getting the measurements and going through all these workouts. And for Green Bay, it was, I thought, essential to fill some of the holes that they had. And when you looked at the tight end position, you grabbed two guys in the second round, both with big athletic upside potential. And that's one of the kind of the staples of what Brian Gutekunst has done. There's a, I think it's a relative athletic score. It's, it takes all things into account. You crunch a bunch of numbers, and then they give you one number that kind of will fit, and you can gauge that against everybody else. And Green Bay always, it seems like, puts a lot of, a, a lot of merit into what those numbers are. And both guys, big-time athletes as far as that position. I think looking at it holistically – it always comes back to can you get three or four starters out of a draft? If you do that, you get some good core players, you feel like it's a successful draft. And with all of the holes, there's going to be plenty of opportunities for all of these guys. And what I loved about it the most was I think Goody embraced the fact that you need to overturn a lot of this roster, get it younger and cheaper, and that's exactly what he did. 13 picks is what I think they ended up doing. Yep. And when you have 13 picks, it gives you a ton of chances to be right because everybody is going to be wrong on some of them. Tausch, not going over the total 13 picks, each player by player, but what player out of those 13 is your favorite? Ooh, well, I, I mean, I think the first round, Van Ness has got a chance. I, you, again, just looking at the film and seeing some of the stuff, how strong and the – his baseline stuff, you know, 
he's going to be a good, solid player. Is he going to be elite? Is he going to get all of the, you know, the moves and the things that you need to be, take it to that next level where you're a first-round pick? That's the projection, and we hope to see it. But I think you have to love the tight ends because there's going to be opportunities for both, and one of those guys can pop whether it's going to end up being Kraft or if it's going to be Musgrave. Either of those two, if one of those guys can be the guy, because that's a position you let Bob Tunyon leave. Doesn't seem like Mercedes Lewis is coming. They want to get more athletic and someone that can stretch the middle of the field. When you're that, what either one of those guys? I think tight end was the spot I you know, really was looking for Green Bay to upgrade, and I think taking two cracks at it that high gives you that much more of a chance of success to have one of those guys be that guy. I completely agree, Tausch. Now, I want to ask you, you're a former offensive lineman. Brian Gudenkins has done a very, very good job addressing uh, that depth throughout his uh, tenure as GM. Zero offensive linemen selected yeah. in this draft. Were you surprised by that? Yeah, sh- uh, very surprised because, uh, first off, it wasn't like they only had five picks. Uh, they had 13 <laughs> right. picks, and... There's always, you always need big bodies. That does tell you, you know, they did spend a lot of capital the last couple of drafts investing in young offensive linemen. They hit with Toms. You know, hopefully Ryan is going to be somebody that will grow as a third-round pick from last year's draft. So you're assuming you'll develop. But, yeah, I'm always surprised when you don't take an offensive lineman, especially when there's 13 picks. But, again, you have to... Trust your board and blah, blah, blah. But I'd have loved to have seen another big body come in there, especially as you know David Bakhtiari is getting a little bit older. But that's not the way Goody saw it, and we'll have to trust his process uh, to see how that plays out. Let's go. Come <laughs> on. Is. Let's go. Let's go. You saw that, right? That was Van Ness's little uh, welcome, welcome to the NFL video. I saw a lot of stuff. Yeah. I'll be honest with you. I was traveling, and a lot of there was a lot going on. You remember that old Favre? picture when he's in the jorts yeah. in his uh, dorm room in southern miss one still going shot. through when he got when he got drafted that's a legendary picture you go back to the other night his buddy jumping on him his dad slapping his girlfriend's butt there's a <laughs> bunch of moving parts with that picture that i'm sure as the off season continues on i don't mind i think maybe we should examine that here on wisconsin's morning news and that was just our first pick Let's go. (laughs) All right, Tausch, we'll uh, talk tomorrow. Sounds good.